And welcome to From the Valley Podcast, episode 48 of the podcast here on the 29th of May 2019. Welcome back to the podcast, the president of the Valley Chamber of Commerce, Murray Sullivan, who was on episode one. Yeah, great, great to be back here again today, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for, very much for agreeing to come on. And uh, yeah, it's, I guess we we're just having a chat before on air about, I guess, the podcast and, you know, we've been able to put a lot of work into sort of getting it to, to this point where we've, we're getting to these episode numbers and getting returning guests coming back, such as yourself. So um, it's, it's really good and uh, it's great to have, um, you know, the, the, I guess the support of the Chamber of Commerce as well, um, a fantastic uh, chamber. And I, and I think, uh, I mean, I've probably said this a few times, but he's certainly doing a very good job as the president of the uh, chamber. So congratulations, uh, Murray, for running the best, you know, chamber in, in all of Australia, in my opinion. Well, so that's, that's big accolades. And uh, yeah, it's a great standard to be uh, held to as well. And, uh, you know, we love the chamber. Our board are uh, very passionate about the chamber. And uh, reciprocally uh, for you, Tim, I think you're one of our biggest, uh, you know, longest standing and most frequent uh, attending to our events as a member. So uh, thanks for your support equally as well. Yeah, you know, I think it's, yeah, I just, you know, about two years ago I decided uh, to become a member, or probably even longer than that now. Um, certainly don't regret that. I think it's, you're always looking forward to, to um, you know, renewing the membership and, and stepping up. And obviously there's four different membership classes. We also had the Apex Club join as a not-for-profit um, member as well uh, at only $82.50 a year. And it just allows, it allows the, the club members, I guess, to be able to get involved and they'll be able to, I guess see firsthand about how Meet and Mingle sort of runs, I guess, tomorrow nights because we've got about 10, 10 people coming from the Brisbane City Apex Club. So um, at the old museum, and uh, I haven't really been inside this venue before. Have you, uh, Murray? I reckon it would have to be when I was back being a child uh, would be the last time I went to the old museum. It'd be that long ago. So, um, and I do remember it when it literally was the museum. So no, I haven't been back recently and uh, absolutely looking forward to going tomorrow night to check it out. Yeah, it should be should be uh, very interesting. Uh, we haven't had a meet and mingle thing for two months because of Easter and Anzac Day and that sort of thing. So I guess a lot of the members have been itching at chomping yep. at the bit to try to get back into that social yep. scene as well. So um, that should be a really good event. I'll be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if 180 the cap yep. gets uh, gets hit today. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it will. It'd be a popular venue. Um, so, yeah. Very popular venue, and because of, we haven't had one for a while, I think mm. people want to sort of get together and, and mingle no doubt so uh, apart from that uh, what other sort of upcoming chamber events uh, are in the works at the moment yeah so we've got uh, the Valley Chamber of Commerce Business Expo that we're working vigorously on at the moment so uh, for those that do remember it from last year we ran it for the first time we've always had a, a little expo that we've done in terms of a business expo um, but last year we changed the concept to become the Valley Chamber of Commerce Business Festival so the festival um, in essence is about uh, combining a traditional expo which is normally in a convention center or a closed type of venue um, and combining that with more of a fun street festival type concept which uh, i do a lot myself in uh, my professional life so um, king street 25th of july uh, will be the business festival the second of its kind um, and we're expecting to have you know 40 plus exhibitors um, we're in the process of locking down uh, guest speakers at the moment uh, we do a live business forum where you'll get the opportunity to get up there and uh, as members and, and guests of the uh, of the event um, ask the panel and ask the uh, ask your questions away in terms of general experience um, last year for example we had Phil Dibella there as a guest speaker 
Um, yeah. And uh, Kylie Blucher, the CEO of Channel 9, uh, to name a few. So they were, they were great. And uh, again, it's a very fluid sort of ask away and you know the questions just get answered on the spot. Um, so it'll be a very similar format this year. Um, we're also locking in seminars as well um, that will be now done on the street equally. So um, last year, uh, those seminars were actually done in breakaway rooms up in Lenleys. Uh, we've decided to move them onto the street this year, so there's a new uh, new format in terms of everything that gets done is on the street. So, you know, got all the serious that's, stuff. Uh, that's obviously feedback you received, and I sort of agree with that. Yeah, I think it's uh, to have more of an open forum for little mm. breakaway groups. Yeah, you know, you got to try it, see how it works, and mm. I think it'll probably work really well. Yep. Um, uh, but obviously, the boards had a bit of a mm. discussion about that. Certainly, the guests that we. The people that spoke last year, I think John Knight did a fantastic job as the, as, as the moderator uh, of that. Uh, we actually recorded it sort of into a, an episode of the podcast last year early on. Um, and uh, certainly a lot of good insight from from those business minds like Philip DeBella, as, as you said, were, were quite good. So that's obviously the big, that's probably the focus event coming up. Yeah, um, on that on the larger scale, yeah, but the um, meet and mingles obviously we're doing you know monthly every single month, so there's some great ones in the pipeline for that as well. Yeah. New venues or going back to any existing oh, ones? Bit of both. Yeah, a bit of both. So we've definitely got um, looking at Hellenica uh, or Kalal Hotel, locking those guys down as well going forward. Um, but yeah, all the venues are all, all locked out basically until you know pretty much the end of the year. So um, Howard Smith Walls is another one that's on the on the plan as well. That's become sort of everyone sort of got that on the tip of their tongues at the moment. Howard Smith Walls as a as a sort of um, social destination uh, and an entertaining destination, function destination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been there quite a few times myself, and um, certainly on weekends it's absolutely packed. And uh, you know, to be honest, I'm. I'm probably surprised that they didn't develop that space 20 years ago. I think it's, uh, you know, location-wise in Brisbane is definitely the premier and premium uh, location to, you know, be on the river. And, uh, you know, I think uh, probably the downside is it's definitely, um, you know, sucking a fair bit of business or patrons from, you know, a lot of the, uh, the traditional pubs and hotels and bars that have been around the area and, and restaurants as well. Um, but ultimately, you've got to be progressive in, in the way you think and, you know, and, and do better things to make Brisbane a, a greater city, ultimately. Yeah, do you think um, this? Do you think the valley itself has got a fair bit in the pipeline at the moment, as far as um, development to, to you know different uh, projects that are happening? Um, we obviously see what's happens. We can sort of see what's happening behind the the Brunswick Street Mall there. Mm. Um, do you know anything about that project? Yeah, so the live music venue that they're opening there, which is um, being managed by JC and, uh, and owned by JC as well as uh, Scott Hutchinson. So um, great progress is being made and it's uh, not long. I think I only saw yesterday that they're starting to advertise their first um, opening dates. So um, in the next few months, so it's uh, very close to coming to life. And, uh, you know, I have to say that um, the valley itself as a whole and especially the Brunswick Street Mall, um, you know, well overdue for those types of venues to, to come into the, uh, the foray there and uh, really get some live music happening back in, in Brisbane, which used to be traditionally well known for. So it'd be, be very good. Yeah, and that two months ago, that Burn Lane meet and mingle, that was a very good one, nice sort of comfortable open uh, venue. And that's obviously in that new sort of developed yep. uh, area of the, of the Brunswick Street Mall to a degree as well. So that's that's it's nice and modern. Yeah, that's the TC Burn building. So yeah. that was developed by David Mann. So he's put a, you know, a lot of time and effort into really restoring and, and making that building amazing. 
um, and uh, the guys that are you know running uh, in Bridges Burn Lane there. So definitely, you know, very impressive fit out, and uh, you know it all goes towards positive things of improving the look and the feel um, uh, of the valley and, and especially the Brunswick Street Mall. Okay, so we've post election a couple of weeks now. Um, what's the sort of feeling like in the general uh, business community here in 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 uh, inner Brisbane, the Valley? Um, now that we know who the, who the the um, government is, um, is it sort of all systems go that there was a bit of a, a slowdown period before the election and things are sort of on the ramp up again? What are you seeing? Yeah, I, I guess um, you know definitely a lot of nervousness around the results of when uh, pre-election campaign and, and all those types of things. So. Um, and I guess we've also had the privilege as the Valley Chamber of Commerce, we hosted Scott Morrison um, at our major lunch there uh, at Cloudland just before the campaign uh, period was actually launched. So, um, yeah, we, we've uh, had a fairly close eye, I guess, on what's going on, as probably most um, general Australians have as well. But, uh, yeah, going from that journey of, the, of him coming and talking to our uh, Valley Chamber group, seeing the election campaign, I think it was about a five-week campaign. So. You know, they are long and protracted. I think we all get sick of being bashed by all the uh, political advertising um, at the end of it. Um, but, you know, overall, um, I think, you know, there's no question that there are a lot of people out there that were surprised by the result. But I would say, um, you know, the, the general business community would be happy with the result. Um, and uh, we will get on with our lives and move forward. So, you know, I think uh, there's definitely a positive positive vibe um, starting to sort of uh, permeate out there from the business group. Yeah. And obviously most of the people um, in the Valley sort of region are in the seat of Brisbane. Mm. Um, so I guess it, it's good to get a bit of continuity with the, the member there mm. uh, in Trevor Evans, who Trevor's been a great supporter of the Chamber. He's been a great supporter of networking uh, things going on in Brisbane and he's been He's done a very good job, so you must be sort of fairly happy to see that continuity as well. Yeah, very happy. Trevor's been, a, as you say, a massive supporter of the Valley Chamber of Commerce, and uh, you know he, he's visible. He's out there. He rolls his sleeves up. He really gets the job done. Um, and beyond that, being a politician, he's actually just a genuinely really nice bloke to deal with. So. Um, you know, I've worked with Trevor across multiple projects in different precincts from, you know, the Valley areas, also over at Racecourse Road and uh, all sorts of uh, projects like that. Um, but, uh, you know, great guy and just has a lot of genuine intentions in doing the right thing and, and really, you know, works hard for the community. He certainly does. Um, one of the other festivals I saw coming up uh, in the not too distant future is the Tenerife Festival. Uh, you have, do you have something to do with that, don't you? I do, yeah. I've been working on the uh, Tenerife Festival since day one. So, um, so what are the dates? Yeah, it's uh, 6th of July. So it's not too far away. It's Saturday. No, it's not too far away at all. Um, it's our 10th year this year. So, yeah, going to uh, uh, be working on a few little uh, variations and things like that in the programming to celebrate 10 years. Um, it is a big milestone. There's not a lot of um, events get to that sort of uh, time, I guess, uh, over a 10-year period. And, um, you know, the Tenerife Festival is probably one of the biggest, um, well, it is one of the biggest street festivals of its kind in Australia. It uh, has over 40,000 people that attend every year. That's, it's a very decent number. That's excellent. It's a monster. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, the program is varied. It's very community-focused. So. Um, we like to think that we have a real um, eclectic mix uh, within the program. So, you know, we encourage families. We have a kids zone down there, specially dedicated to all sorts of activities. We've got stages, um, activities galore for the kids. We've got piglet races that happen down there piglet every year, races, which is, wow. yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, all the traditional sort of things. But then we have pop-up bars as well. So, you know, you can go through 
um, check out all the areas and if you want to go and have something great to eat and, and drink you can do that um, probably one of the key icons there is that we have the uh, Green Beacon uh, River Stage where we physically go and build a stage on the river um, to make room for patrons to sit in some manual Hornibrook Park down there. So um, yeah, there's a lot of things that go on at Tenerife Festival, so 6th of July, come on down. Yeah, definitely. And you see, in your business, Kinetic, does that sort of get responsible ability, I guess, towards uh, doing some of the stuff for that event as well? Yeah, so Kinetic uh, have the contract to actually run the festival turnkey. So okay. uh, we produce everything from strategy planning, uh, right through to marketing, creative, implementation, um, right down to making sure that the street is perfectly clean uh, at the back end of the event. So, um, yeah, it's, an, it's a project that I've been working on, as I said, since day one. So I've sort of originally sat on the planning committee for it. Um, and uh, Kinetic's very proud to be associated with it, absolutely. And how do, how do small businesses generally get involved in the Tenerife Festival? What, what are, what's their usual sort of... Um participation what do they yeah it's a variety of ways i mean we have what we call various sponsorship agreements there um, right, everything down to small business um, stages or steps to uh, major partners and things like that so they all vary from you know literally having a three by three you know display space right up to you know sponsoring major precincts and things like that so um, there are lots of different options to get involved and uh, so the closer we're getting those options are probably starting to tighten a little bit more because you know there's a lot of uh, demand for um businesses and brands to get on board but uh, yeah definitely we can accommodate people and love to talk to them still if they're interested in being part. Yeah and is that something I guess also supported by the Chamber, the Valley Chamber? Yeah it sort of has and it's sort of indirectly supported by the yeah. Chamber I guess yeah. so there's a long association between you know the Valley Chamber of Commerce and the Tenerife Festival um, there's no formal agreements in terms of you know sponsorship you know contracts or anything like that but it's one of those sort of handshake agreements I suppose that it's just a great um, you know, generator of business in, in Tenerife and the, in the sort of uh, inner city uh, Valley Precinct, New Farm, Newstead Precinct and um, yeah, the Valley Chamber has always been happy to support it in general so it's, it's been great. Excellent, so it's coming, to, we're not that far from the end of the financial year as you probably know, it's, it's, it seems like it's just crept up really quickly. Mm. Um, what sort of things do you sort of, in your business, what sort of things do you sort of do at this time of the year to sort of get ready for next financial year? Or do you sort of worry about, when, are, you, are you the sort of person that really um, takes note at the end of the financial year and does stuff, uh, play, does some planning at this time? Or? Yeah, in, in my business personally, not specifically. I mean, you know, I've got um, accountants and financial people that look after the stuff that necessarily has to get done. Course, um, yeah. But really, yeah, in the type of business that I run, you know, our projects, um, run all year round so I mean we're running you know something like about 13 festivals now so um, you know you, you start these planning processes in December last year and the event will run in July this year so you know the planning is just month by month by month it really doesn't have any bearing on whatever financial year it is and they just keep rolling over so um, but I guess you know as a business as a whole we always sit down and look at you know what our budgets are for the new financial year yeah. um, and uh, you know look at where revenues are and, and sort of projects you're going to be producing but you know I wouldn't say strategically for us it's overly different every year yeah. Um, but yeah also always something you have to think about. Yeah so with the project with the uh, different events uh, festivals that Kinetic um, is obviously involved in 
Uh, you said that you mentioned about 13. Is that 13 every year plus other things that go on? Yeah, plus other things that go on as well. So, um, yeah, we run all sorts of, you know, major events and festivals. So we run a cheese festival up at Newstead House. So that's always run uh, generally in October every year, which is a popular one. Um, but right down to a lot of other community events. So, um, you know, for example, down at Flagstone, which is down at Jim Boober there, one of the biggest land subdivisions around, I think was only just announced on the weekend, the extension of that uh, precinct. And, you know, we'll run a lot of projects for, um, for example, their big community Christmas parties and, you know, where they'll get three or 4,000 people coming in and, and put on some fairly big productions, including fireworks and all that type of thing. So it varies quite a lot what we do. Um, but we also then uh, do a lot of straight creative work um, I'm a brand strategist by trade, so my background comes out of running um, traditionally uh, in an ad agency type of environment. Um, so I still do a lot of marketing campaigns, straight creative, branding. Um, we're working with uh, you know 17 BP service agents at the moment, recreating new names for cafes and branding and car washes and all that stuff. So it is quite varied. Yeah. So some some rebranding of BP, that sounds like an interesting one. Because I mean, uh, BP, I guess, is the one's close to where I live. Mm. Um, they are, there's a fairly new one that's not far from the house mm. in Windsor. Mm. Um, and there's the one just down on Bowen Bridge Road, which are, mm. are very close. And um, you can see, I guess, they've got the, there's a bit of, um, they try to modernise them. They've got the, the USB port you can sit down and, mm. and, and read your papers. Um, so there's, so what it, how it's sort of done at the moment is, is quite interesting. And it's certainly that type of feel is probably better than, than most different feeling of, of you know, uh, service stations and that. But, but obviously those sort of things can have a bit of a shelf life as well. And you've got to, I guess you've got to look to, to sort of do something different contrarian or yep. or you know branded a bit differently to, to keep the I guess the excitement about the place oh definitely I mean you always like anything any brand it's an image at the end of the day and it's about keeping in front of it so um, brands become tired brands become you know worn out people become apathetic towards the offering so um, so just to clarify we're not rebranding the BP we're actually rebranding the cafes and the coffee shops and the, the retail element that sits around the BP service station so same thing though I mean you know you've got to look at the new fit outs you know how the adult works the ergonomic designs of cafes um, you know the, the vernacular and the language that's used around it um, convenience offerings you know years ago it used to be you know takeaway coffee used to be you know instant you know now it's all but you know they've all got baristas inside of them so they're trying to always increase that or improve that quality i guess in terms of offering so um yeah it's been a great process so far going through that so yeah and i guess would it you you see that uh, obviously being part of the valley chamber of commerce is sort of um being able to elevate you in your business to be able to, to get those types of uh, um, connections with you know companies like BP um, and some of these you know larger scale um, client customers and clients I guess yeah look no doubt whatsoever the Valley Chamber of Commerce um, I guess gets me meeting a lot of people so yeah. you know and that's really important for businesses absolutely yeah I think if uh, you know you're not out there meeting people then you know you're not really serious about uh, working in your business so um, you know over my tenure there for probably about 10 years in the Valley Chamber of Commerce I've had the opportunity to you know meet lots of people from you know prime ministers to royalty to you know high-level business people and uh, there's no question that it's um, you know assisted a lot in that way 
Um, I enjoy the people that I meet, so I really do sit down and, and love having the conversations and, you know, hearing people's journeys about, you know, where their stories have come from and, you know, where they're going to. So, you know, the, from that side of things, the uh, the Valley Chamber with its high profile definitely, um, you know, gets you to meet a lot of people. Yeah, that's, it certainly does. Um, I guess, um, <coughs> what any sort of other plans that you've got for the rest of this year, either from a personal business level anything that's sort of in the pipeline that's important at the moment that you sort of there's a bit of focus on it um yeah just survive to the end of the year <laughs> so i know it's grueling like i mean there's a lot of projects on so you know in my own business kinetic it's it's running an enormous amount of um projects like i've just described across all sorts of various levels but um the valley chamber of commerce itself uh, i think from memory ran 43 events last year so yeah, I mean, yeah. you know it's um you know add that to you know all the enormous events that we run as a, as a high number um plus then all the invitations and things so you know you're going to you know probably 100 plus odd events a year and it's, it can be grueling um but yeah trying to focus on keep a balance of you know what you do in business um, associated with the Valley Chamber and then trying to get time to actually go and introduce yourself to your kids again is, uh, you know, is always uh, something that I, I try and do and spend time with when I can. Is it, is it taking you overseas at all, either business or the Valley this year? Is anything, any sort of um, travel destinations that are booked in? Yeah, not this year, um, but late last year I got the opportunity to go to uh, San Francisco with the Advanced Queensland team, so I was uh, very privileged to be invited to, on that trip. So. Uh, where we went through the tour of uh, Silicon Valley. Um, we got to see a few, you know, go and talk to a few big names over there like Google and um, Amazon and uh, all those sort of brands. So that was sort of once in a lifetime trip, I believe. So, um, but no, this year's just totally focused on, you know, business, getting what I need to achieve and your know, goals and, and delivering great projects for clients ultimately, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's excellent. Um, so with the, <coughs> with the board at the moment, it's, um, there's obviously we had a couple of little changes, I guess, that have happened over the last twelve months. We added a couple of uh, new directors, like Alfie, yep. um, maybe Lindley. Mm. Um, how, how the sort of new me members are they sort of? How, how's it all sort of going within onto the board? Is it is there a lot of cohesion and yep. fairly everything seems to be sort of going fairly um, swimmingly? Yeah, no, it's going really well. So um, yeah, I have to say I'm, I'm very lucky to have a board that. Uh, and I have for a long, long time that, um, you know, whether it's the current board members or previous ones, uh, to say it's, um, it's a real privilege to have a team like I do uh, with the board. Um, they all contribute, they all work hard, they all know their sort of, you know, places that they need to operate in. Um, and I guess, you know, whilst the board members are elected by the members, um, you know, it's always nice to know that you've got a diverse diversity of skills um, across that board. So. You know, from lawyers to you know people in marketing to you know uh, people like Alfie that have been in the sort of uh, transport industry and sector for a long, long time. Um, yeah, just some really uh, sound heads there, I guess, in terms of um, you know reliable people that you can work with every day. So um, you know, Amanda Cooper has been an amazing uh, vice president as well. So um, you know, very experienced in the banking sector and, and now recently gone to RSCQ Bank, which is a, a great step forward for her. Um, yeah, Alfie's uh, from 13 Cabs, he's fairly new, um, but, um, you know, very much adding uh, value to the board. Um, and Lindley, who was, uh, as you said before, not too, too long ago, joined the board, um, you know, bucket loads of experience in working in major ad agencies and uh, is the CFO there at Clemages. So, um, yeah, very privileged to have such a great board to work with. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so it's a, I guess uh, Amanda Cooper, and she's 
uh, obviously the vice president. Mm. Um, what I noticed, he's certainly one of the one of the best networkers around Brisbane. I mean, from what I've seen, and she seems to be able to connect people together, which mm. is which is really really mm. a powerful skill to have, and mm. certainly a good asset to, to mm. be a right hand person. Um, yeah, so one thing I do notice about you, um, you, you seem like you, you sort of, um, you seem to be a bit, uh, what's, what's the word, a bit more refreshed than um, when I've probably been seeing you in more recent times. You, you know, it doesn't feel like you're stressed at all or there's any, you know, you're sort of keeping everything in stride, you, you know, you're, you're looking well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've got to focus on your fitness and health as well. So yeah. it's probably one of the main things that I have been trying to do over the last uh, 16 weeks so um, yeah as we sit here now I've actually lost 14 kilos um, in the last 10 weeks so sometimes I don't want to uh, say anything about it but uh, <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely noticeable 14 kgs is a very very good effort in yeah. the last 16 weeks that's so a kilo a week yeah yeah um, obviously diet and exercise yep yeah. no, absolutely it's um, both of those so um, I've always sort of done a lot of training on and off over the years I guess it's uh, you know, always been interested in the, the sporting side of things, but um, yeah, made a decision that I uh, really need to review my diet, and uh, I've done that, and I uh, have to say it's been a great journey, and uh, yeah, sitting here today feeling fantastic. So it's um, yeah, really invigorated, ready to go the next six months of the year. So keep going. Excellent, and obviously you have a bit of a boxing background, don't you, Murray? Oh, I've done amateur boxing, amateur but, boxing. Uh, yeah, but that's about it. I've done um, three different fights, and. Uh, public arenas before and um, trained a lot in that space over the, over time. So, um, yeah, always wanted to do it and always have done it. So, you know, that's sort of over the period of probably three, oh, I don't know, four or five years. So, um, still doing boxing training and, uh, yeah, just always enjoyed that competitive um, spirit, I suppose. And uh, there's nothing like, you know, the fear of getting into a boxing ring and, uh, and it is all real. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I think my days of that are over. Um, 44 now, probably too old to be getting in a ring physically and uh, doing fights. Plus, my kids get too scared from it as well. So, um, but yeah, it has been a great journey in, in that sort of space as a you know recreational sport, I suppose. Yeah. Excellent. That's that's fantastic. Um, I guess with with, the, with um, other sort of learnings, I guess in, in in your business world. I mean, what I guess what have you sort of learned being you know I guess an owner uh, in a fairly you know prominent. Uh, agency that deals with events, um, deals with projects, events, festivals. Um, you're, you're obviously a natural leader. I mean, leadership is obviously very important. And I mean, how do you sort of you think, um, going back in time, have you always considered yourself a good leader or did those skills develop over time? Oh, I think skills always develop over time. I mean, I've been running my business since I was 18. So I'm, whatever that is, 20 something years. So. Um, I've only really ever worked for myself, so you know I have to work it out or talk to someone to help me work it out. Um, but uh, the space that I play in, I guess you need to be you know extremely measured in making decisions because you know when you're in you know big environments, for example, Tenerife Festival, um, just purely the bumping process down there is you know would involve sort of 400 people. So you know when you've got 400 people all running around doing things and you've got problems to solve, and you know whilst you can do all the, all the best event uh, management planning in the world, there are still problems to resolve. So, you know, being stressed or uptight or, or yelling and screaming at people doesn't work. So you need to be able to, you know, look at problems, be measured and work out how to solve them. So I guess, you know, 
I tend to apply that same sort of theory across everything that I do. Um, you know, we all have uh, levels, I guess, where that uh, there's a breaking point, but you know, 99% of the time, I think most problems are resolvable through a fairly measured approach. So it's the, the view I kind of take in business generally. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a good insight. Um, so, <coughs> the, the, I guess uh, the Valley Chamber of Commerce. Um, how's the sort of membership sort of going at the moment? Is there we sort of getting is the chamber attracting some new members and that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess there's always a um, a small cycle of you know members leaving and, and new members coming on board. Um, I would say that the the membership numbers are fairly stable at the moment and have been for quite some time. Um, you know, and I've sort of taken the view, um, personal view over the last few years, and had the chat with the board about it as well. That you know, for me, the Valley Chamber of Commerce is not about getting the biggest number of, of members. I think. You know, whilst we always want to be a solid number of members, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of our major events, our meet and mingles, I mean, um, you know, the capacity of some of those, even the bigger ones, is sort of sits at about 220 people. So, you know, if your membership's sitting at 500 or 600 people, um, basically, you're nearly, you know, a third or, or half of your membership base can't actually come to an event. So, we went through a phase of that probably about four or five years ago, where. Um, you know, membership was probably sitting at that uh, low 400s. Um, and you can almost start to cannibalize your own um, goodwill, so to speak, through um, people not being able to, to get to those functions to meet and mingle and network as they're meant to be doing. So um, our numbers are probably fairly stable. Um, I would say I think it's roughly around the, the low 300s, um, which I think is actually a great number. And I think uh, for me, it's about the quality of people that you get to meet, um, quality businesses, people with quality intentions that want to be part of these events and, and part of the chamber that is more important to me. So, um, and that's kind of where it's at at the moment. Yeah. So, are there sort of any planned uh, lunches or breakfasts coming up over the next few months that you're no, aware of? Nothing specifically. I guess, um, you know, we're going to leave a lot of those sort of major lunches to when we have great opportunities arise. Um, yeah, so just wait for the right opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, that, mm. that Scott Morrison one was, was an excellent lunch. Mm. Um, is that obviously the, the venue, the Cloudland is, is a mm. fantastic venue for mm. that type of lunch. Yep. Very well attended at short notice, I believe yep. it was fairly it was. short notice within well, 10 days, I think it was, from the yep. announcement to, mm. to the actual event itself. Yep. And you know, pretty much sold out, mm. 15 to 20 tables or something. Yeah, it was totally sold out, I think. Uh, totally as much people. as they could fit in there, yep. and mm. the Adani protesters. and Always uh, keeping you on your toes. They, I think they bought a whole table, I saw them. Yeah, yeah, there was uh, a table and uh, yeah, one table there that was uh, a group of people not known to the chamber, but you know, was put out to the public to, to attend. So, um, but yeah, there was one table that was uh, a big surprise, but uh, yeah, it was all dealt with appropriately, I guess. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Mm. That was definitely a, a fun to, to mm. see Scott Morrison, mm. uh, you know, not too far out of the election, uh, mm. uh, I guess, coming to Brisbane, talking to the to the, the chamber in particular. Um, it, it, it was just after the, the budget, I believe. I remember mm. that's maybe a week after. Yeah, it wasn't long after that. Yeah, a week after the budget. Mm. Um, not a lot of um, a lot of massive changes in the budget. Um, mm. The instant asset write-off is probably the, the big one that everyone seems to talk about mm. when it comes to mm. um, different things like that are out of the budget. So mm. um, with, with the way you sort of run your business, Murray, um, do you sort of uh, 
is there is there much do you, do you have to sort of hire a lot of equipment as well or do you sort of buy it and, and then use it no, no. continuous sort of yeah uh, projects well we see ourselves as managers and planners so we don't own any, any of this equipment quiet, yeah quiet so and, and essentially our clients pay for those projects to be produced so yeah. you know there'll be inventory lists that we put together and they go onto a hire list and they all get yeah. brought in and brought out and all that type of thing so it's, it's a pretty you know full-on um a lot of detail that goes into a lot of these projects so um, yeah, so the revenue that turns over at some of these events is quite huge. So, um, you know, using Tenerife Festival again as an example, um, just purely out of the ATM machines which we put into ourselves down there, this $320,000 gets withdrawn out of those ATM machines for the day. So, you know, it gives you a scale of the sort of revenue that these major festivals bring to the community. Wow. Um, you know, and that doesn't include tap and go and people paying cash. So. Um, yeah, so it's uh, you know significant revenue earners um, in a lot of these communities. Um, you know, really rely on some of these big festivals and events to to really um, bolster their businesses. Um, you know, because they may be running you know fairly flat or potentially struggling. And you know, you bring something big like that in with you know big chunk of people, and uh, the spends go through the roof. So it's pretty good. Um, mind you, it's also you know heavily supported and backed by Brisbane City Council. So. Um, they've been a backer of Tenerife Festival since day one as well. Um, and we do have uh, the new Lord Mayor, Adrian Schrinner, coming down on the day. Um, and, uh, you know, he's certainly visible at the moment being, you know, in, in new, new, not new in the um, uh, supporting role, I guess, of the, of, the mayors, of the mayor over the years, but certainly he's starting to become a lot more visible now. He's, the, he's in the main seat there. So, um, Talking of lunches, I think, you know, Adrian Schooner will definitely be on our radar to get to a major Valley Chamber of Commerce lunch um, sooner than later. So I think uh, that's what it's a fantastic idea. Mm. It gives the, and that's a good way to get the, um, the uh, members of the Chamber and Associated People mm. um, access to potentially Adrian Schooner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I haven't actually met him personally. I'm sure you've met him a few times. Yeah. Um, seems like a fairly level-headed sort of guy our sort of age in the early 40s or mm. about that sort of age um, so he's got so he's been around a bit um, but he's already been starting starting to put his own stamp already there on a few different things and he's been his, his leadership style it'll be interesting to see how that's viewed as time goes by um, but certainly you know, hopefully it's from what I'm seeing it's a good choice um, to have him as the replacement mayor for Graham Quirk who Graham Quirk was was a very engaging personality. Um, he had his own sort of way of uh, of dealing with different things that were going on in, in government realms and business, and mm. was certainly very supportive of small business as well, um, and businesses in and around Brisbane and the mm. general Brisbane ratepayer area um, extending out. So Adrian's already sort of said, I think the environmental um, impact of of the uh, Mount Kufa uh, zip line. He, He's kiboshed that pretty much straight mm. on the head, which is a very interesting mm. move. But he's made a he's made a decision, and um, and he hasn't sort of said, "No, I'm not going to worry about that for a while and make a decision on this now mm. and uh, and live with it, and not fight these yeah. people." So mm. very decisive. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, on the mayor front, I had the pleasure of working with Graham Quirk on many many projects over the years, and went to many functions and got to know him reasonably well. And I think uh, Brisbane will certainly miss um, Graham Quirk as a mayor. I think he was always seen as being a, you know, ultimately ultimately very conservative guy, but um, but caring at the end of the day. And I think he was just always very 
um, safe and, and, and made some solid decisions for Brisbane. Um, I was talking to Adrian Schooner the other day, and uh, you know I think um, I think he will be an exceptional um, replacement for Graham Quirk. Um, he is a very normal person in, in my view to talk to. Um, you know, he comes across like a very normal guy and, and very straight straight shooter as well. So um, yeah, I think he will be. Uh, we look forward to seeing what uh, sort of decisions he, he makes going forward for Brisbane. But uh, he described his job to me as being it's the best job in the world. So. Um, Very passionate if you say that. Absolutely, it is. So, uh, so I think yeah, he'll do some great things for Brisbane as well. Yeah, so look forward to, as I said, look forward to seeing exactly what happens with Brisbane. Um, I think Brisbane's in very good times and good hands at the moment, um, and hopefully that you know will continue for you know, quite some time as well mm-hmm. uh, in this space of the world. You know, the Brisbane, mm-hmm. the River City, the Valley, um, all these surrounding things, getting uh, the public transport. Is always something they want to getting uh, down track the cross river rail uh, not too far off um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the infrastructure sort of develops yep. in and around brisbane uh, yep. a world city uh, another event i saw coming up around about the same or maybe it's a day or two after the tenerife festival is the there's an asia pacific uh, summit that's mm-hmm. here uh, in brisbane again um, which uh, I'm getting emails about, and mm. uh, we may certainly uh, end up going for at least a day to. Uh, there'll be delegations from Asia, mm. overseas, mm. coming to mm. to Brisbane. Have you had a look? Have you seen that at all? Oh, only very lightly. I'm not, yeah. not across all the detail of that yeah. particular one, but that, that's a fairly uh, regular annual type of event. I believe that happens. Yeah, so. every uh, four years in Brisbane. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, right. so. Last time it was Brisbane, I think it was 2015, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then every two years they still have the event, but it's somewhere in right. Asia. So yeah. like two years ago it was in um, a place called Daejeon or mm-hmm. somewhere. I can't okay. remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, in, obviously in the Asian region, mm-hmm. and then back uh, and Brisbane get it every four years. Yep. So um, um, so he would obviously be involved in in, in that whole um, thing as well. But mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for. Um, for people in, in our area, certainly that uh, want to do business with, with mm. uh, uh, those that, that are, um, you know, mainly based in Asia, yep. Asian mayors mm. are coming over, Asian government, Asian mm. businesses, mm. mainly, it might be some European and American, but mm. mainly the, yep. the sort of Asia mm. uh, feel to it. So certainly stay, mm. stay tuned for that one as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else we really need to cover here mm. today, but um, I think uh, things are certainly looking good. It's really good to have you back mm. on the podcast. Yep. Uh, it's I've sort of been very happy with, um, I guess, the the response to to the podcast. Make sure we, we share this around, share the episode, uh, so people can obviously listen to what's actually you know been going on in your world, Murray, mm. uh, in the chambers world, um, business generally here in Brisbane. So I take the opportunity to thank you for coming in. Um, I know you're a busy man. You obviously, as I said, 43 events a year. That's that's what it was last year for the Valley, and obviously there's probably just as many every year. Um, and obviously, you've got staff that you've got to look keep keep a, a track of events to plan, um, and you're looking great. So well done. Thank you very much, Murray. Any sort of final words? Yeah, no, thanks for having me again, Tim. And uh, yeah, boys enjoyed. Uh I did the first uh, the podcast there and glad, glad to be back and uh, giving you yeah, my view on, on various things and uh, 
Yeah, I think the podcast has been really well received. So well done, and I uh, look forward to hearing uh, more as they roll out as well over time. So thank you. Yeah, listeners, stay tuned. Make sure you, you go to the King Street uh, Business Festival. Uh, from, it's from Thursday, 4 p.m. on the 25th of July. Um, usually have a meet and mingle roughly the same time, so I don't know if that replaces a meet and mingle or not. Combining them together. Combining them together, so that's, that's a great idea, have it, have it in that space, mm. turn it into a, uh, a meet and mingle in, into a festival, and mm. um, I don't know, you kill two birds at one stone, but it's certainly a great mm. a great uh, thing. We very well attended last year. Mm. Um, if you need to get a booth, um, Murray's certainly, they've been starting to send out the paperwork where you can sign up mm. and get um, your space uh, and, and last year mm. I think about 30 businesses were around at least um, within that precinct and uh, it was very good they all sort of had raffle prizes and mm. lucky card draws you, there'll be to be announced some fantastic uh, guest speakers that will be there there will obviously be some uh, information sessions as well as some seminars so mm. uh, so that's been episode 48 thank you very much Murray you have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow night at the museum. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, I've got uh, Anthony Ryan signed up as a guest speaker.